Hey, queens and kings. This is Sharana Reeves, and you are listening to These Three Things Podcast. We are back for part two of Black Women in Faith with my unstoppable faith sisters, Sandra, Georgette, Takesha, and Dion. But as always, there's an order of business that we need to talk about a little bit before we get off into the episode. Okay, so last week I asked that you guys would send me some recipes that you like to eat during the cold months of the year that kind of stick to your bones and it's just something good and hearty to eat when it's cold outside. I got a lot of recipes. Most of them, there was not a snowball's chance I was going to make because there were just too many ingredients and I just, it was just more than what I was really willing to take on. But there was one gentleman who sent me a chicken pot pie recipe he asked that I not give his email and that he could name he could remain anonymous, but he did want me to share that he is a man and that men do cook and that he was a listener of the show and he enjoyed the show, even though it was for women. So, sir, thank you. Your chicken pot pie recipe was amazing. I posted a picture of it on my Facebook page. I will also be posting a picture of it on my These Three Things P facebook page you can go and see a photo of it there my crust was a little struggle but i like thick crust i like a crusty chicken pot pie so it was so good i was so proud of myself like i would totally make it again and i would actually make it for someone which means that it's really simple and i can do a good job of it because i don't usually like to cook for people because i just you know i don't think i'm that great of a cook although my kids say different you know compared to my mom and my sister I'm not a good cook. Anyway, thank you, sir. I appreciate you. We must give him an applause for his chicken pot pie recipe. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for listening to these three things podcast. I love having our kings listen to the show. Okay, so let's talk about the fact that we have a black woman who is the vice president of the United States now. Kamala Harris. The poet Amanda Gorman was perfection, brilliance. Every word was powerful and impactful, and it rose up to the moment and the occasion. Sometimes I think about the fact that the generation behind me will know what it's like to have a president, a black man as president for two terms. They will have grown up with a black woman being the vice president, hopefully for two terms, Black women poets who speak at inauguration events at the age of 21. It's just a lot of powerful things that are happening for our culture coming down the line. And I, and I honestly do believe that it is up to us as the older generation to make sure that we are nurturing uh, this younger generation. I have not always felt that way. I have felt a lot of times like this younger generation is very disrespectful. But they've been privy to a lot more than we have I always have to give a shout out each week to a place in the world that has been listening to these three things. And I just want to say that I appreciate you. And this week's place is Colorado. Colorado, thank you. Now, before a friend of mine moved to Colorado, I think maybe I had like maybe one or two hits in the state of Colorado. Since she's moved to Colorado, she has been telling, and she shared this with me, she's been telling her friends who are in the carpool where she's dropping her kids off to school, uh, parents at the school about my show, and they are really tuning in. So Colorado, thank you. 
thank you for listening to these three things. Thank you for taking the advice of my friend and listening to my show. Friend, you know who you are. I would mention you by name, but I've mentioned you by name on the show before, so I won't out you again. But um, thank you. Thank you, Colorado, for listening. Now let's jump into part two of Black Women in Faith. I got to give a shout out first to three women who were in our Unstoppable Faith group that were not in the faith episode, Brooks, Felicia, and Phyllis. Those women are our sisters. We love them. I did not want to have these episodes without mentioning their names and saying that we love them. We actually talked about them not being there and just kind of some of the fun things that happened during our 13 weeks together in our uh, Unstoppable Faith small group. My friend Phyllis Russell is the owner of a full service spa in Savannah, Georgia. It's called Beauty Essentials Wellness Spa. You got to come and check it out. If you happen to live in Savannah and you haven't been, go and check it out. If you happen to be visiting Savannah and you want to find a great spa, full service spa to go to with great customer service, then you want to go to Beauty Essentials Spa. Phyllis allowed us to use her spa for 13 weeks for us to have our meetings in the evenings. So I just have to give a shout out to Phyllis. Uh, Your place is beautiful. Thank you for allowing us to cry and laugh and heal and increase our faith in your wellness spa. So we're going to pick right up where we left off with Georgette. The question on the table was, has there ever been a moment where you have doubted your faith or questioned your faith? Black women and faith with Sandra, Georgette, Takesha, and Dion. Enjoy. say um i've had so many instances but um most recently would be um i would have to say you know losing my last surviving daughter yeah you know because um losing d you know she was 33 and losing her first um i had some friends from north carolina come down and say well judge yet this is what we got to do we're gonna go again you got to fight for your daughter you got to pray over her right you know and yeah. i prayed and I, we prayed. i mean we prayed a powerful prayer yeah. in that room and i honestly believe 
that God was going to heal her while mm-hmm. she was in, in, even though she was in hospice mm-hmm. and the doctors were saying, you know, the hospice people say, well, she only have six weeks, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and I honestly believe that, but I remember sitting in her room one day and she was laying in the bed and the Holy Spirit said, I'm taking her home. I will never forget mm-hmm. that I'm taking her home, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, my faith did, and then when he finally did, my faith did weaken mm-hmm. then because I, I said, God, you know, you, you like Sandra said, you're a miracle worker. You mm-hmm. are a healer. Yeah. There's nothing too hard for you, no matter right. what the doctor said. Yeah. You know, like they're giving her a time limit, but her time is in your hands. Yeah. Right, right. And I believe you to be a healer, so mm-hmm. heal her. Yeah. Right. You know, so it did weaken then, and, and I got past that. And then I said, okay, I got one more daughter. Yeah. You know, and then she died, you know, it was just sudden. Mm-hmm. You know, Friday she was here and Saturday she was gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. You know, so here I go again. I'm like, come on. Yeah. I'm like, I can't have. And so, like, Sandra, I questioned him. I'm mm-hmm. like, really? Yeah. yeah. I can't, couldn't have any of my children mm-hmm. with me any longer. I just didn't get that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but, um, he, he brought me, he brought me through it. He helped me to see that all of this that was happening, it was their time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that none of this that has happened to me was about me, right. but it's about the ministry that he was going to birth in me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he chose me mm. to give birth to them and then see them go back home with him. Right. Mm-hmm. Because he needed, he chose me to help others that would be going through the same thing. Yeah. And that has helped me you know, strengthen my faith, yeah. knowing that this is what God chose me for. And yeah. so a friend of mine told me, say, you should be honored. And at first I couldn't understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, how would I be honored that he took all three of my children? Right. You know, but then we have to realize they're not our children anyway. We just yes. a steward over them yeah. because yeah. everybody is appointed a time to die. Yeah. And it just was their time. Yeah. And so I just had to realize that, you know, this is, this is what I'm chosen for. Mm. So I just have to go forth and do what he has called me to do. And he's given me the strength to do that. Uh, I did not answer the last question in regards to um, how I lost my faith and how I got it back. And I will say that uh, this time last year, I had lost faith. I had lost it. I had lost it. And that's hard to hear me say out loud, but if I'm going to speak it, I need to speak and tell the truth. I had lost faith. I had lost faith that God wanted to do anything good for me because I had just really been through a lot in life, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. And, you know, I saw myself as this fighter, you know, that, okay, I'm down right now, but that's okay. I'm going to get back up. And, you know, um, and a lot of those downs were due to my own bad decisions and, uh, or situations that I was in that created bad decisions for me. And, um, I kind of, like I said, I, you know, as I shared with the ladies when we were off the air that I kind of felt like, okay, these are situations that I put myself in. So the consequences of those, you know, I will deal with and I will come back from it. But this last one, like I said, was just so off guard for me. It was just so not what I had seen Christ do in my life before was to take something away from me when I worked hard, because up until that point, I'd always said, you know, God honors hard work. God honors hard work. And he does honor hard work. You know, and I lost my faith during that time because of just that came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. you know. And then the understanding in that moment that my basketball career was over. 
And I knew it. And I was still trying to, you know, get this head coaching job and that head coaching job. But inwardly, in my spirit, I knew it was over. Just so much to the fact that, you know, this is how much God's like, I done told you this is over with now. I don't know how much more time I want to tell you this, this coaching thing is done for you. Okay, so Tennessee State came open uh, this past spring. And Tennessee State is in Nashville. And I have always wanted that job. I've always wanted to, you know, work at an HBCU. I thought that that would be so cool, you know, to be able to go in homes and recruit and to just be on the atmosphere of a, of a black campus and be the head coach there. Tennessee State is always a job that I've always said, I want that job. And so I was a finalist for that job. I didn't even tell none of y'all that. Jordan, did I tell you? I didn't tell you either, did I? I didn't tell nobody because I didn't know what was going to happen. But I was a finalist for that job. I interviewed four times with four different interviews uh, for the job. And I didn't get it. But I will tell y'all, I didn't spend a second thinking about that job because inwardly, I knew I wasn't going to get it no way. Right. As a matter of fact, I told one of my good friends, a guy who is a mentor to me and is mentoring me in this next phase of my life, I told him, I said, again, if you listen to the first introduction episode of this podcast, I said, when God wakes me up at 4 o'clock in the morning, he's mm -hmm. always dead on. I had interviewed for the job the first time. That night, I woke up the next morning at 4 o'clock in the morning, God was like, you ain't getting that TSU job. <laughs> you know, not even with no, just, you know, you don't even try to sugarcoat it, God. Right, you right, just right, right. throw it yeah. right out there like, yeah. you ain't getting that TSU mm -hmm. job. And I was like, no, I was wrestling in the bed back and forth. I was like, no, that ain't God. That God didn't say that. I'm dreaming. <laughs> I just didn't want to hear it. Right. So when he, when, you know, I got the call that I did, I wasn't going to get the job. I didn't even think, you know, I was okay. Okay, God, I get it. It's over with. Let it go. It's over mm -hmm. with. But, I, you know, I did have to go after that job or try to get that job because it's a job I always wanted. You know, if you wanted me to have it, I would have it. Right. But what brought my faith back around was realizing that not only was coaching what I wanted, he allowed me to do it at the highest level that I could do it even when it wasn't what he called me to do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. So it was kind of like that job was like, okay, that, that last job that I had in Knoxville, it was kind of like, okay, I won't give it to you because you've always wanted that. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to let you see everything about what it's like up there. Mm -hmm. And then this is going to be it. And I'm going to tell you all something else and not to belabor this point, but I was on the bench at a game in Knoxville and I'll never forget it. I was looking at the baseline closest to our bench and I heard the voice of the Lord say to me so clearly, y'all, this is it. You'll mm -hmm. never coach again after this. And it was a soft because we just talked about mm -hmm. how we know that we feel like the devil's voice is loud yes. and God's voice is soft. And he just said it like that. And I just felt like this pit in my mm -hmm. stomach, like that can't be you, God. That can't be you telling me that. So what brought my faith back around was understanding that letting go of all that I had felt like I had known. That's 18 years of my life in mm -hmm. something that I'm realizing you, that's what you wanted. That was your dreams. I've always had these things for you. Mm -hmm. And then having to let that go and then 
trust him to take me to the next thing when I, I didn't even know it was the next thing that I was going to do outside of that right there because the goal was to be a Division One head coach. That was the goal. That's what I've been working all these years for. That's what I've been doing all this moving around the country for to find out that that ain't it, sweetie. And I will tell y'all on that bench that day too when he told me that this is your last coaching job, he told me, he said, and the things that you've gone through, he said, this time going to be the worst. He said, but when you get to the other side of it, you're going to be ready. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, this is a heck of a conversation in the middle of a game, Lord. This, you know, <laughs> you could have waited to tell me this at 4 o'clock in the morning like you normally do. But, you know, that was just him. I'm, I'm in the middle of a game, y'all, and this is what the Lord is downloading mm-hmm. into me. And this time going to be the hardest. Mm-hmm. But when you get past it, mm-hmm. you're going to be ready. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to dismiss that, but... You know, and it's not easy because I'm still in the process. God really still still clearly has not defined to me what the next move is. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is still. Mm-hmm. I'm walking in it, and I'm having to walk by faith. Yes. Mm-hmm. And to be 49 years old when you don't spend 18 years of your life in something and then dedicated yourself to that, and that's what mm-hmm. your major experience is in. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. also told me, he was like, and you know what? And you ain't going to lose nothing. Mm-hmm. he said you're not gonna lose nothing he was like you know and see that's a faith walk it is let's talk about faith in the workplace because we all know that you know let's just look at this election that we just went through and if you work in a diverse workplace it's a little bit of everything at your job mm-hmm. as far as who people really are and I think 2020 we all can agree has showed us a lot about people that we've known for a long time things that we really didn't know about them or their values or their beliefs or the way they saw things, we didn't really know. So what is your faith like in the workplace? And Takesha, I'm going to start with you on this one. Like, what is your faith like in the workplace? And, you know, like I said, I know we all know you're really accomplished, you know, at such a young age and being in leadership at such a young age, we definitely know you get tried. Every day. Yeah. So talk about it. Talk about that. So I work at a public institution um, and I I, I feel like it's not always a place or appropriate for me to walk out and be like, I love Jesus. And so I'm very careful to try to make sure that my actions match my beliefs. Mm. Because I feel like I feel like my job is my calling. Like, I feel like I'm there to help people. Like, I got a job to do, but Mm -hmm. I also feel like there's a back mission of helping people and representing Jesus. And that doesn't necessarily mean that I always have to walk out with my Bible or I always have to drive in the parking lot with music blasting. But I feel like, again, those actions are important. And so uh, I have conversations with students all the time about their faith um, when they allow it. And so if they come in and they want to pray, they pray. Um, I have staff members who uh, they are believers and we want to pray. I found that during the election that sometimes I have to limit those conversations Mm -hmm. because everybody doesn't um, live out Jesus the way that I live out Jesus. Right. And so um, as not to get in trouble with HR, not because I'm afraid, but to try to be wise, I'm very careful about what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, Admittedly, and I I remember this conversation from small group, uh, you know, there's still some things that we're trying to work out and grow. I have to also remind myself that I can't cuss these people out. (laughs) There's some days when you really just want to, you know what? (laughs) I know I love the Lord and I know he don't want me to say them for little words, but mm, (laughs) (laughs) right. And just walk away just, just this close. And it's like, because there's one person, like, I just know that they just push every single one of my buttons Mm. and nothing would make me more satisfied just to just go off. 
Yeah. And I'm like, but that's not what God wants me to do. If I'm supposed to be an example of who he is, if I'm supposed to be salt and light, that means I'm supposed to be like love and kindness. And I'm like, God, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to do that today. And so I really just have to, to take a step back and be like, all right, I can't go off. So God, what do you want me to do? And then ultimately just be reminded of my purpose and why I'm at work. But sometimes it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Um, some days I just want to walk in and throw holy oil on everybody's computer and doors and Sometimes I do. Yeah, I was about to say, you should. I sure do. Yeah. We rebuke and cast out and do all of that stuff. And just, you know, not in ways that's braggadocious and looking crazy. Right. But in just very subtle ways. Because I believe that, you know, uh, God is a God of decency and order. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to respect the order of where I am. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I have to dial those things back to not deny the presence of God in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sandra? Workplace. Your faith in the workplace. I have not worked since 2013. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? <laughs> <laughs> Won't he do it? I, I would tell you what, once you stop working, you don't want to go back and work exactly. for nobody else. Exactly. I promise. Exactly. I'm like, Lord, I know I need to get a job. I know I need to get a job. <laughs> I said all the time. God said, when you going to put in for something? <laughs> so I can help you. <laughs> I need to do that yes. too. But I just haven't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the day that I can do unstoppable faith. I mean, I'm doing it full time, yeah. but I want to be able to do it full time and go out and do it full time and say, right. this is my job and have people working. Yeah. So no, I haven't went looking for a job. I'm just believing God. That Cause then you really wonder, you know, can I really work a job and still build what I'm trying to build over here if I'm right. working for you? Right. Yeah. That's the question. Yeah. And it's, and sometimes it's, it will be hard to do. Yeah. Because you get calls and somebody says, okay, Somebody's at the hospital. This is when you could go in the hospital. Yes. I would get calls. Um, I'm in um, Baxley, mm-hmm. and my son is being transported to the hospital. I can't get there. Can you go to the hospital? Mm-hmm. Because I don't work. Yo, sure. I can go. Yeah. You know, so I love doing that. So I have not even said, God released me to go back to work yet. Yeah. Yeah. Dion? It's, let's see. I work for a trucking company, so there's... Is there a lot of females in that job? A lot of women? Um, no, this is two. This is one. In one your is office? A, in, one in the office and one is the actual trucker. Okay. Um, so my thing as far as my faith, everybody knows my faith. I don't, I don't sugarcoat it. Mm-hmm. I don't hide it. Um, I don't make you feel bad if you are saved or not. Mm-hmm. Um, the only issue I get is, you know, it's, it's Dion, can you pray because... You know, we need more loads. No. <laughs> <laughs> will your God bring us more loads? <laughs> like the Israelites, will your God <laughs> yeah. get us some, some, more loads. <laughs> some more loads? Some more loads. So um, that's, you know, that, that's, that's the joke my, with my boss. But, you know, it's, it's so funny you ask that question because we just talked about this mm-hmm. on Friday mm-hmm. about faith and what faith looks like, what having a relationship looks like and my boss said you know i'm gonna get saved next year i said he said okay he said okay dion i said well i don't have a heaven to hell to put you in so (laughs) you tell that to god i said but just remember if you were to leave here right this second where would you go right yeah that's the first question Mm -hmm. and i said the second the second thing i want you the most important thing is having a relationship with god doesn't mean you got to give up Mm -hmm. your life Mm -hmm. i said your life truly begins when you have a relationship mm-hmm. with yeah. God. 
Yeah. I really do. So the my work environment, I'm free to talk about my religion. Mm-hmm. I'm free to talk about my faith. I don't you can call HR all you want to because I'm going to talk about it. If you ask me about it, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to pray openly. Yes, I anoint your computers. When y'all not there, I anoint it. I anoint it. I pray over them and I pray over them. And they know that. Yeah. They know. And um, so, so I'm very blessed in that aspect that I can live my faith out loud, yeah. that my mm-hmm. boss can actually text me and say, I'm going through this. I don't want to talk about it. I just need you to pray for me. That makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah. that really makes me feel good. You know that somebody trusts me enough to know that I'm going to pray for yeah. them. Yeah. You don't have to stifle your. You don't beliefs. have to stop. Right. No, yeah. no, yeah. no. Georgette. Well, I'm at that place now where I am not employed because mm-hmm. I was one of the <clears throat> millions of people that was let go from their job back in April. Right. And um, I did, um, in August, I did get another job, but that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. And then I was offered another job Mm -hmm. at this place. I'm not going to say the name, Mm -hmm. but I was supposed to start October 15th. So I'm like excited about the job and everything because it's it's in the area of my ministry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I was supposed to start that job and then um, I get a call. Mm -hmm. The, that Friday before I was supposed to start that Monday or Wednesday, I think that was on a Wednesday, I get a call and they said that um, funding hasn't come in for the job, mm-hmm. so it'll be another two weeks. So I'm like, okay, God, I, I don't know what you're doing, but I know you have a plan. Mm-hmm. So then the two weeks went by, I get another call, it still hasn't been funded. So here I am. But I, I notice, and I'm I'm not worried mm-hmm. because God's been providing every step of the way. Amen. Because Amen. you know my unemployment has stopped, mm-hmm. and so I had to appeal mm-hmm. to try to get that started back up. That hasn't happened yet, but God has been providing. Yeah. Every time when I had a need, something came up yeah. where I earned some money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. That's where I'm at, and I'm like, okay, I'm 61 years old, and like you said, you, you've done a certain career all yeah. your life. All I've ever known is half of my life is working in real estate, yeah. being an admin in real estate. Yeah. And so that's all I know. I'm like, well, I, I don't know what else I can do. But it's like God has me, and he just said, be still. Mm-hmm. That's all I keep mm-hmm. hearing, mm-hmm. be still. Yep. He's not ready for me to get back in the workplace, mm-hmm. and he may not ever put me back in the workplace. I believe that he is going to set things up yeah. where I do his ministry yes. full time. Yeah. Like Sandra said. Yeah. 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 So yeah, Amen. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, we can look at so many other people who are doing ministry full time mm-hmm. and ask God, why not me? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, why not? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah. he's not a respecter of person. No. no. That's right. So if he can do it for someone else, he can do it just for bring him back to remembrance that he can do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what yeah. we stand on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Well, y'all know I don't have no job. <laughs> <laughs> Three amigos. Yeah. And I don't I don't and I have said to the Lord on more than one occasion and I don't want to have to go back and get one for anybody else mm-hmm. either. Mm. But you can look at what you're doing now. Right. This you know I mean, this is your next. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
your three these three things podcasts, mm-hmm. you don't know what door God is mm-hmm. going to mm-hmm. open That's right. for you through this. So this could be your next. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is your now and your next. Yeah. Right. Well, you see, he done made me a whole production team. Yes, <laughs> he has. A whole production. You know? Whole yes. you know? You know? <laughs> it is. I got like, I'm, yeah. I'm like, what, what they call like Jamaican. I got the camera job. <laughs> I got the lighting. I got the mixer. You got, got everything. Yeah. You got everything. Exactly. You got everything. Yeah. But I just going to add to that, too. Uh, for me, uh, for a large part of, of life, work is my identity. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I've had to remind myself that no one cares that you do such and such at such and such school. Like, how do you treat people? How is your how are the matters of your heart? Like, yeah. we're, we're, how are the things that really matter in life? Like, yes. when you leave that campus, don't nobody cares. Yes. Yeah. You know, right. it's so funny you said that because work has been stressful, and mm-hmm. I've been doing 11, 12, and sometimes 13 hour days, mm-hmm. and you get tired, and I, f- I find myself falling asleep, and I hadn't even prayed, mm-hmm. and I just told her, I, I just I was just talking to God, and God was like, Well, who asked you to do that? Right. Mm-hmm. Who asked you to work all them hours? You yeah. did that to yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do that to yourself, and it's like you, you come home and you're exhausted, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you don't have time to journal. You fall asleep in the same scripture that you started. You're still on the first you word. You get on yeah. our father. Yeah. You wake back up. Who are in heaven? And you fall back to sleep. Right. And God is like, nobody asked you to do that. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah. asked you to pick that up mm-hmm. so you picked up working 11 12 and 13 hours but you haven't talked to me like you're supposed to mm-hmm. you haven't read my word mm. you're too tired to get up to go to church mm-hmm. so thank god there was online church mm-hmm. but you got but he rem- oh he convicted me but you got up at 5 a.m to get ready to go to work mm-hmm. but she was too tired to get up to go in the house yeah Ooh. i provided online yeah but you could have went in the house mm. and i was like okay and i said no more yeah. I said, because at the end of the day when that job ends, they're going to find somebody else. Right. Won't they? Mm-hmm. Won't they? Yes, you know, they they'll yeah. find somebody else. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like, what is what has sustained you? Right. Your resource mm. or the source? Ooh, that's what good, has Dion. Sustained that's you? good, that's Dion. Good. That's good. You know, and yeah. I, have to, I have to give myself reality checks. That's good. You know? Say that again. Yes. What, what has sustained yeah. you? Yeah. The resource yeah. or the or source? The source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm. God is my source. That's yeah. right. This is Sharana Reeves. You are listening to the Unstoppable Faith Sisters with Sandra Georgette. Takesha and Dion will be right back. Beauty Essentials Wellness Spa is the first Black-owned spa in Savannah. Owner and veteran Phyllis Russell and her team specialize in massages, facials, and the first-of-its-kind salt cave therapy, which aids in the natural healing of increased stamina, skin aging, bronchitis, and much more. Book your Valentine's Day special at beautyessentialspa.com. Mention you heard about the spa on These Three Things podcast to receive 15% off any service. That's Beauty Essentials Wellness Spa, located at 407 East Montgomery Crossroads, Savannah. And I heard it's a wonderful pastor. His name is Terry Anderson. And he said, you keep putting things before God. 
God going to show you what that thing is. Mm-hmm. He's going to tear it all down and let him mm-hmm. let the, remind you of who he is. Won't he? Won't he? He'll take it from you. He'll take it from yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Close that door. Yeah. Yeah. That's and what happened it. to me. I was terminated from my first job. And I was like, well, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> <laughs> like, go back to my mama house. I'm like, well, Lord, who am I? He was like, you're still the person I made you. This right. is your identity mm-hmm. you're giving me. Yeah. And so, so many times yeah. we get our identity in other things. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And God has never, mm-hmm. never wanted our identity to be in a title of mm-hmm. a job. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Or in a, being a wife. No. A mother. A grandmother. Mm-hmm. And it's just like sometimes, you know, when I had that phone call, when, when you text me that morning, and I had to look in the mirror and say my name, <laughs> and I was like, it was like God was like, let me reintroduce mm. let me reintroduce you to yeah, yourself, to yourself. Mm-hmm. then that way you can represent me mm-hmm. then you can go out and represent yeah. me mm-hmm. but you need to know who you are first mm-hmm. yes. you are yeah. mine first yeah. mm-hmm. you know and i was just like okay and i'm sitting there as a crying and it was like this weight because i forgot who dion was right for well, the w- longest time i want to tell y'all something i may be the first cry baby but dion <laughs> <is> <laughs> Yes, don't get yes, 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 are you as solid in your faith as you want to be? Georgette. I would have to say yes, because some things that I've been through, you know, these last few months with the pandemic mm-hmm. has even increased my faith. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm proud to say that my faith is at a whole nother level. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's Keisha. Potentially. Um, I, I know God. He's proven himself in my life. So there are examples of, you know, I I have the track record and there's still the doubt, the daily things, just the small voices. It's just like, are you for real, God? Like, did you really do that? Okay. Mm -hmm. That's real. Mm -hmm. Sandra? My faith is solid, but I can say it has been scratched this year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dion. Yeah. I pick it back on Sandra. My faith is solid. God has, God has showed up and showed out, mm-hmm. and I'm um, still praying and trusting God for some things. But He has taken my faith to another level. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me is have faith. Period. Period. Right. Not have yeah. faith, but yes. yeah. So yeah. I have to remind yeah, myself so, because yes. I love books. I love to read. I like mm-hmm. to ask questions. Like I teach my students the importance of critical thinking, and I have to remind myself to have faith. To be a believer is to really deny logical thinking. Right. Like period. God doesn't work period. in the logical mm-hmm. confines of our mind. Mm-hmm. And so while I'm sitting here because I like to have control and I like plans and I like for things to be orderly, I'm like, well. God, I trust you, but and he's like, no, 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 no. Yes, trust yes, God, yes. Period. 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 And the thing, period. 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 I, I think the thing is, we trust God. Even you trust him in areas where you think you don't trust him, mm-hmm. you do trust you him. You do trust mm-hmm. him. Because no one, and we've used this in a small group, no one checked this chair today 
to see if this mm-hmm. chair was going to mm-hmm. hold, hold us. us. So true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just sat down. Mm-hmm. No one prayed and said, God, which chair do I need to sit in? Is mm-hmm. this chair really going to hold me? Yeah. We sat down in this chair knowing that this chair mm-hmm. is a chair to hold us. Yeah. And if we can just sit down in God mm-hmm. and rest in him knowing that he's the God that's holding us. Mm-hmm. And we can trust him in every area of, a, of our lives. Yeah. Because what concerns us concerns him. Yeah. Yes. That's good. I like when you said just to sit down and rest it. And mm-hmm. That's a good feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really is. Just take him at his word. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So last question. These are, this is a two-part question. My faith struggles when? First question. Second question is, my faith is at its best when? And I'm going to start with you, Dion. My faith struggles when? My faith struggles when, in my mind, my day doesn't go the way I think it should go. That text message, I don't get the response that, I think mm-hmm. I should have received my faith wavers because I think because I received that particular answer, God is not working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, second part is, and my faith is at its best when I stop thinking and I start trusting. Mm. Yes. When I stop thinking, cause I am a what Miss Georgette? Overthinker. Over yeah. Thank you. So when I stop thinking, and Why I she got to say with attitude? <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's so tired. She's so tired of us. She's like, you know, overthinking. Yeah, overthinking. <laughs> okay, okay. We just asked you. We asked you very nicely. <laughs> she said it. Her whole body shook. She's like, overthinking. Okay. So, so we want to leave Miss Georgette alone. No, she did a break. But when I when I when I stop thinking and just yes. trusting, yeah, you know, when I just trust him, and I, it's amazing because I'm at such peace mm-hmm. mm. when I just trust him yeah. in all aspects. Yeah, yeah. So, Sandra, my faith struggles when my faith struggles when. I need God to do something quickly. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I know he's going to do it, mm-hmm. but you have to endure the process. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, great answer. Uh, my faith is at its best when I see him moving. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. Mm. Ooh, yes. And it's at its best when I think back on what he's already done Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I know that he's going to do it again Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Takesha my faith struggles when my faith struggles when uh I have plans that I didn't consult God with first and he was like you thought bye Really, so like I did everything right, like God, like it's in order, like I read the scripture, it lines up, but I didn't talk to God about the plan. Mm-hmm. So, but I thought you would like, no, that's not, that's not it. Yeah, yeah, that's not it. And my faith is at its best when. Um, I think it's like Miss Sandra said, when you mm-hmm. look back over everything, and it's like, well, you were stressed about this thing, 
mm-hmm. and I got you through that mm-hmm. and you were worried about this and you all of the track record proves that mm-hmm. God doesn't fail mm-hmm. so yes. why are you up here not speaking why are you up here doing all this mm-hmm. other stuff that's good Georgette <laughs> I'm scared to ask you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm scared to ask you any more questions the rest of the really? day. Okay? <laughs> Georgia, okay. my faith struggles when? I would have to say my faith struggles when I see one of my grandchildren dealing with something mm. and I'm praying for them constantly uh-huh. and I don't see a change. Uh-huh. That's when my faith struggles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and my faith is at its best when? My faith is at its best when I have to piggyback off of Sandra and Takesha when they said, um, when I see things going exactly how I prayed for it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be his, uh, my timing, but just when I see God moving. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When I see a change in whatever it is that I prayed for. Yeah. That I see some positive yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, my faith struggles when. I can't see his way when I, I can't mm-hmm. pinpoint him. Mm-hmm. I can't pinpoint what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just, I, you know, I'm just out here. Mm-hmm. So when I'm praying and when I'm reading my word, mm-hmm. my faith is at its best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My faith is at its best. So Sister Sandra, uh, I want to close with you on a couple of things. Okay. Um, how can the people find out more about Unstoppable Faith Movement and connect with you? Okay. Um, you can follow me on um, Facebook mm-hmm. at um, Sandra Stephen Smalls. Or um, I have a personal page for S3 Unstoppable Faith. Okay. And uh, my website is www.s3unstoppablefaith.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you can email me at info at sandrastephensmalls.com. Okay. Yeah. And also, for those of you who listen uh, to the show, you know that on the website of these three things all of my guests are always on the podcast page all of their information all of their social medias and ways to contact so uh sandra's information will be there as well uh for those of you who um may be riding in your car and you didn't have a chance to write that down uh you can go on the website at these three things these three dash things.com and all of her information that she just stated will be there as well um and also to uh closing out because your ministry is about faith mm-hmm. and, you know, just the, the healing power that you've seen in God and what he's brought you through just and from that making faith your ministry and sharing it with people and building people up in it. Can you share a word of encouragement uh, to a listener who is struggling in their faith walk right now? Oh, sure, definitely. Um, I would definitely say um, if you're struggling in your faith with God, Pray. Pray to God and ask God to strengthen your faith. Spend time in the word of God. Um, Go to the book of Hebrews, um, chapter 11, verse 1, and just start there and knowing that that we walk by faith and not by sight and know that um, the Bible says, without faith is impossible to please God. And it also says that the just shall live by faith. And throughout the Bible, we see so many examples of having faith and what faith in God can do. And so wherever you are, if you're on a mountaintop or in a valley experience, God is with you. Mm -hmm. There's no place you can be on earth that God is not with you. He says, Lo, I'm with you even until the end of the world. 
So wherever you may be listening to this podcast, don't give up on God. Because surely God has not given up on you. And there's never a time that you cannot start back over in your faith. And even on this faith walk, we will have mountain experience and we will have valley experiences. But never walk away from God. Continue trusting God. And any one of us on this panel tonight, we are here for you. Um, We are praying for you that your faith will not fail you. And if you feel discouraged, talk to God about it. And even if you think that God does not hear you, he hears you. And even in the quietness, he will answer. So I truly encourage you on tonight or today, whatever time you listen to this podcast, trust God, have faith in God, acknowledge God, and he will direct your path. This is Sharana Reeves. You've been listening to these three things podcast with my unstoppable faith sisters, Sandra, Georgette, Takesha, and Dion. And we just talked about black women and our faith. We'll be right back with these three things. If you want to find more information about this episode and my guest, Go to www.these3-things.com. Go to our podcast page and click on this episode. Hey, this is Sharana Reeves, and I am back with Sandra, Georgette, Takesha, and Dion. And it is time for these three things. Number one. A complete yes. Sister Sandra Small shared her testimony of being healed of cancer after being diagnosed at stage three. Knowing the battle that awaited her, she gave God a complete yes in that moment that anything in her life that was not pleasing to him was no longer pleasing to her. Anything. So many of us, and myself included, we give God a partial yes. Some things we give to him freely and we trust him to handle, and some things we are not ready to surrender. I wonder if Sister Sandra had given God a partial yes, if my unstoppable faith sister would be with us today. Only in her complete surrender Did her healing come? Queens, ask yourself, what areas of your life are you operating out of a partial yes? What area of your life are you trying to manage without God's leadership? What I know for sure is that cancer has not visited Sandra since it was defeated. If you're in need of victory of an area in your life, queen, maybe a complete yes is needed. Number two, his time, our time. Many of us fall into the belief that at certain times in our lives, we should meet certain benchmarks. We have even been naive enough to believe that death will have a natural order. 
We go through life making plans and having expectations of what the outcomes of those plans should look like and how long it should take. And then we get introduced to God's timing. That door wasn't open when you expected it. That friendship you never thought would end does. That job you stapled your identity to doesn't pan out. Death comes for your child before it does you. In our minds, we have our timing. In reality, God has his. He does not consult us about his timing. His timing was before we existed. When God's timing disrupts ours, our faith is tested, shaken, and in some cases lost. Accepting that his will is best, even when it goes against what we thought, planned, or believed, doesn't always happen overnight. But you know what? It should. The night before Jesus was betrayed, he was praying in Gethsemane, asking God, if it be possible, let this not be my time. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. God's timing is perfect, and so is his strength. Lean into it when you need it. Queens, my prayer is that, like Jesus, we learn to quickly accept his timing over our time. Number three, circle of sisters. I have never been the type of woman who've had a large group of friends, and I think mostly because I grew up with sisters. I almost didn't attend the Unstoppable Faith small group because I questioned if this would be a place where I could really grow in an area I was struggling in at the time. What I met when I got there were a group of women just like me, women who were desiring to take their faith to the next level while passing through life's difficulties. We became a circle, a circle of support, a circle of authenticity, a circle of transparency, a circle of trust, a circle of sisters. Under the spiritual leadership of Sister Sandra Smalls, this small group showed me something I never knew I needed. This group showed me the power of us. Black women, when we come together in support, authenticity, transparency, and trust, there is nothing we can't overcome. Sandra, Georgette, Takesha, Dion, Brooks, Felicia, and Phyllis are my circle of sisters. Who's yours? That's it for this episode of These Three Things podcast, Black Women and Faith. I'll see you next week for a new episode of These Three Things. And remember, you can now listen to These Three Things podcast on iHeartRadio and Pandora.